It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. It is the day after the Bears blow a late lead in Detroit and fall to the Detroit Lions on the road. And we're picking up the pieces today and trying to figure out exactly what happened. I spent the day at Hallows Hall trying to do exactly that. One of the big things that people have been talking about and justifiably is how things got conservative for the Bears and their play calling on offense. We'll talk about the defense too, but we're going to start with the offense. And, you know, there were field goals taken that could have been touchdowns had you been more aggressive on fourth down. There was the third and seven Roshan Johnson run. But the one that I think people are focusing on the most is the second to the last drive where basically you could put this game away. And it actually felt like it was already put away. But on the first two plays of a crucial drive where you could put the game away late in the fourth quarter, second to the last drive, you had two dead-on-target run plays, just awful, Khalil Herbert both. like It just didn't look like anybody was interested in him gaining positive yards on those plays. One of those was Justin Fields' choice. And then after that, you had the play that Justin Fields did attempt to make on that third down where Tyler Scott did not make a play. That was not on Justin Fields. That's a play that should have been made, understandably. But here's Matt Eberflus, generally speaking, on the conservative play calling and that series, the second to the last offensive possession. Matt, going back to Justin and that conservative play calling in the in the fourth quarter, you guys have said that part of your evaluation of him is seeing him operate the offense in two-minute drills and the game situations. How do you guys get a full evaluation of him as a quarterback if you aren't letting him throw the ball in those clutch situations? Yeah, I mean, you know, like the last play we talked about, right, with the crosser to DJ and he threw it over top. I mean, that would have been a spectacular play if we connected on that, you know, and uh, we, we were right there. You know, we just got to do a good job of executing in that moment. And that's what we're talking about as a group. You know, taking accountability is offense, defense, and kicking about finishing, you know, the right way. And uh, and uh, we, we have to do that. What is your responsibility, the coaching staff's responsibility, in games like this or the Denver game where a late lead goes away yeah. shockingly? Yeah, you, you just you got to take responsibility for, you know, we got to, it's our charge as, as coaches to put the guys in position, you know, and, and that's, and then it's the player's job to make the plays. And uh, you're always looking at that, you know, that's always a big part of it. And like I said, for, you know, almost, uh, you know, 56 minutes, we did that. You know, we were putting the guys in position. They were making plays. You know, we owned a time of possession. We took the ball away, gave our guys a short field. We had, you know, gave ourselves a big lead. And, uh, we got to continue to do that as we go forward. And it's, it's always hand-in-hand. Hand. It's always, like I always say, it's always coach and player, player and coach. So the breakdown of, of playing and coaching all at once at the end of the game. Yeah, when it works, it's it's uh, it's good coaching and good playing, right? When it doesn't, uh, it's you gotta, you got to both accept responsibility for that, and that's called accountability and responsibility to your teammates, and that's what we do. What, yeah, specifically, we what specifically should you have handled differently yesterday as the game fell apart? In, in what respect? In your respect. As far, as far as coaching, I mean, you are looking at the film, you're trying to analyze, yep. you, you want players to watch film and then extract lessons from what went wrong. Sure. So from your standpoint, last four or five minutes yep. or, or maybe the fourth quarter at large. Yeah, I mean, it's... You've handled different. Yeah, there's, there, you always look at things. You know, you always look and say, hey, sh- you know, should I call this? Should I call that? Should I be more aggressive here? 
um, less aggressive there. You know, it's, it's like when you have the end of the half at the New Orleans game, New Orleans game, right? They went, you know, I think it was three and out or maybe four and out. That was that was good execution by the players. It was a good call by the by the whoever this coordinator was. And that was that would be me. And then if it was at the end of the game for the Carolina game to seal the deal in the game, th- there was some good calls and good execution. And that's what it comes down to. You know, you got to have the right calls and put your guys in position. And for the Carolina game, we did that. You know, we went uh, three and out right there at the end there. Those last three plays, they decided to kick a field for a field goal. They missed it. And then we sealed the deal on offense with a nice third down and seven, I believe it was, to Mooney. And, again, so that it's really about that. It's about putting guys in position, and it's about it's about making plays as a player. So Matt, what, what were the calls then? What specifically, though, were the calls or choices that you made yesterday that you would do differently if given the chance? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get into that because it's that, that would be, you know, talking to the next opponent, you know. So, I, I mean, I would say that you get into – you know, certain areas and you get into certain situations, you know, you always look at as a play caller, if you're an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator, you look at and say, hey, what would I do better here and how would I grow in this moment? And uh, you always have to do that. There's a lot of opinions on Matt Eberflus's job. So questions like that are inevitable. Like, what is your part in this? And even if it's not the coach's fault that they blew a lead late, like they did in this game, like they did in Denver, that goes in the coaching column. And so, and I think Flus knows there's some heat there. We'll talk later in the season about the job security. You know, I think Flus probably still has it, believe it or not. But this part certainly did not look good. As far as Flus being talking about the conservative plays, the only thing that he really said about that, and specifically on that second to the last drive, was that he liked the fact that he was kind of, his answer was to encapsulate, hey, we took a shot. We took a big shot, and they did, but it's just like the first two plays somehow didn't matter, and there was just big nothing burger on those particular plays. Obviously, the defense had their issues in this game, too. They played so well for so long in the game and then blew it at the end. T.J. Edwards was up at the podium representing the D today in that regard. You know, we have a day where we get to look at um, the bad and we get to look at the good, too. Um, so, you know, it just kind of came down to one of those things where we didn't execute at the end and, and couldn't make a play to get him off the field when um, we needed it. And it's one of those things you got to do that in this league. But um, there's a lot of good things on tape as well, a lot of good things that were shown, a lot of um, plays that were made. And um, we got to find a way to make one at the end there, no doubt. Defense did seem to play well for most of the game. So how do you explain you play so well, you guys are forcing turnovers, and then at the very end, it's it's not there. What what happens? Yeah, I mean it's the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this really good teams we play every week, and that's a, that's a really good football team. And um, I thought we executed really well, you know, up to that point. And um, but again, that's that's the league. You got to be on your p's and q's at all times. And um, when it came down to it, at the end we just didn't make those plays. And um, but we came in and looked at it today, very detailed, and um, took accountability for you know what happened. And um, we'll be better for it. I, I really do believe that. I believe we got the guys for it. I believe um, you know we're in the right places to do the things we need to do. We just got to make those plays when they come. It was almost like the Bears didn't match the urgency of the moment. Detroit had all of the urgency in the world, and the Bears were acting like it was, you know, kneel down time. So I, I mean, I guess that's that's the answer you're going to get right there. And yeah, it is the NFL, but that's just a choke job at the end of a game after you played so well. Like why, why not keep up that same intensity that you've had throughout the whole game? You know, as time goes on. 
I'll look back at this game as, yeah, the defense actually played pretty well in that game. But when you don't finish and it's that spectacular, it's a big problem, and you hope that there are answers for it. Last thing on the podcast today, there was a moment in the game for the regularly mild-mannered left tackle of the Chicago Bears, Braxton Jones. Take a listen to this. I can't fucking see is what Braxton Jones said, courtesy of uh, Fox Network. And uh, we're all like, what's going on? He was yelling back and he kind of like blew off a coach as he got to the sideline. And I found that to be a particularly stunning moment just because of how cool, calm and collected Braxton Jones usually is. So we finally got a chance to ask him about what happened. Uh, Yeah, so um, in the play, um, I had rolled and uh, tumbled and I just got up way too quick, Um, just got a little dizzy and then... um, I just needed a second, so uh, the they, the rest took me off, and I just was evaluated, and I was good. I was completely fine, honestly. I just think I was tired, needed like 10 seconds to regather myself, but we didn't have 10 seconds. Obviously, the play clock was going down, so um, just needed to get off and uh, get evaluated. I was completely fine. I knew I was fine. That's kind of why I was frustrated, but... Um, you know, no need to react like that, and I apologize for reacting like that. Just in the moment, you know, I uh, want to be out there for my teammates and everything like that. So um, nothing was wrong with me. I got evaluated and then was right back out there playing. So, uh, yeah. So why, why exactly did you leave? Did you say something to the ref that you were dizzy, or did they just observe that you looked? Yeah, I, I mean, when I got up, like, my, it just – everything rushed my head, and so um, – I just was like kind of stuck there for a second and a little bit dizzy and off balance. But other than that, I mean, I just needed a second, needed a water. And but you know, I was fine. I got evaluated and checked on and um, was good to go. Hey, it's the best answer of the day. And if you needed just a little bit of clarification, he was basically pleading with the refs to stay in the game and give me a second here because I can't fucking see. So just give me like a few seconds. Refs weren't having it. Coaches put him in the tent, goes for concussion protocol, quickly back out in the field. It This was a case where it actually was what it was. And Braxton Jones explained it pretty well, I thought. Um, on the blind side, it hit that Lucas Patrick took running downfield. It looked pretty vicious. Matt Eberflus did say that they are waiting to hear from the league on that. They did turn it in. Flus didn't seem necessarily convicted in the idea that it was a dirty hit. They're trying to find out. Um, and the Bears, it's Thanksgiving week, yo. So the Bears will have a couple off days this week, Tuesday and Thanksgiving Day. Isn't that nice? I'm really just speaking for myself right now. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you guys. I'll be back tomorrow with more Daily Score. For Ray Diaz, our executive producer, I'm Mark Grody. Talk to you tomorrow.